All right, so I believe we're on. Okay, boom, baby. Woo, what's up, guys? Um, Wow, it's been a minute since I did something like this, probably like a... I don't actually remember the last time I posted a podcast, but I know it's been a while. Um, uh, this is the first time, though. Uh, uh, if, you, if you guys are listening to this on SoundCloud or iTunes then uh, you're just hearing my voice. You're actually not seeing a video representation of me. Um, but if you are watching this on YouTube, then I'm speaking to you guys. Um, and if you don't follow, uh, subscribe to me on YouTube, be sure to do that, Revo TV on YouTube. That's R-E-V-X TV. Um, but like I said, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, you get to see my face. Um, unfortunately, um, I'm recording this using my f cellular device, so that means that my cellular device is going to split the video when it gets to a certain length and keep recording. So it's going to record to until a certain length, then stop, then record again, then stop and then record. It does this weird thing. I don't know what it is. Samsung, you got to hook it up. You got to set your phones up, set the phones up so they can record long videos. Um, I don't know why, but I guess it's just because the quality, I, something about it. But Samsung, you know what's good. Um, but yeah, like I was, uh, was going to say, I actually don't remember what I was going to say. Uh, wow, what a great way to come back to this without knowing what I'm going to I know what I'm going to talk about today, so I guess I'll just go straight into it. Um, uh, I recently did a review for the Joker movie um, because I saw it. And um, obviously, as a Batman fan, I went to go see it because I heard nothing but good things as far as like comic book enthusiasts are concerned. Um, obviously like the, the overall consensus, like, I don't know if it's a like consensus, but like everyone who watched the movie early or at least saw the movie, the, or at least the first reactions of pe most people when they saw the film, uh, most people really had like polarizing thoughts about it. everybody kind of like, um, gamed up on it. They were like, gang, gang, gang. And they just attacked this movie for some fucking weird reason. I think it's cause... It's the Joker, and he's crazy, and I don't know if people were, like, under a rock for, like, 75 years or some shit, but, like, people, I think, forgot that he was a psychopath, and so they were like, oh, Joker movie, yes, wait a second, hold up, what? <laughs> I think uh, people didn't really think it through. I mean, honestly, like, as a comic book fan, though, it was dope, um, especially to see, like, a uh, another villain-driven movie. That's cool. Oh, shit. Alright, sorry about that, guys. There's some ruckus outside. Um, some guys outside, I think. Alright, anyways. Uh, what, what was I saying? Um, Joker. Uh, shit. Uh, shit, shit, shit. Let me backtrack. Uh, Joker getting panned. Uh, people had did it, didn't like it. Oh shit! I uh, hit the mic real quick. Uh, man, I'm very. This is terrible. Uh, what a way to come back to the podcasting world. Um, the Joker. So uh, people did not like it. Thought that it was very polarizing. Thought that like if people uh, that have like mental disabilities or what or however you want to consider it, uh, if they saw this movie. They're good. They're gonna go out and shoot up a theater, shoot up a school, shoot it. 
they're just going to commit there's just going to be a bunch of mass shootings because this movie has been put out and um and i don't know that's like a weird it's like a weird sort of like conversation uh to have because it's like it's hard to talk about it without being political because once you like mention anything about it everybody's gonna like attack you online and they're gonna be like shit you're left you're right you have your opinion and hear my opinion validate me please and that's just i don't know uh I don't know. I just feel like we're in a time now where, like, I, people, ha- I, at least for me, like, me personally, like, I feel like I have to be careful what I tweet or, like, what I put out there because I feel like people are just going to come out of nowhere and they're just going to, like, attack it out of the woodworks um, and just be like, yo, like, what the fuck? Your opinion sucks, bro. And I don't know. Like, I don't want that type of energy. I don't want to give out that type of energy to people and i don't want that type of energy on me i just think that it's too stressful honestly I, it's just at the end of the day it's just the media it's just a movie guys like if you really think it's going to cause that much of a problem don't go watch it don't support it you know what i mean and if your voice is heard then your voice is heard but people are attacking other people for liking the movie and i think that's sort of like super like against the whole point right like it's super hypocritical to be like this movie is going to uh endanger people with mental illness and they're gonna attack people and people who are watching this are attacking are attacking that ideology but um if they do have that opinion guess what your opinion sucks and i'm gonna attack you for it it's like when was this all about attacking like when was this all about like hitting another person for their like sort of like opinions on a film like at the end of the day like i i if you haven't seen my review it's on youtube uh, go search it up i did a revo review of the joker it's and in i i say i like preface at the beginning of it i think i spent too much time doing this but but you know i felt like at the time i had to say it um what i essentially did was a preface before the actual review i just like let it be known i just let it be put out there like there's some heavy content on there there's not a lot of blood or not a lot of gore it's just heavy content um psychologically because it is a psychological thriller it is a character analysis of a psycho so you got to be careful you know what i mean just for yourself it is a little heavy and if you want you know a lighter movie don't go watch it you know maybe skip it maybe watch it when you feel safer at home you know like that's okay um but like I don't know. It's this weird slippy slope. I just think that this conversation started to happen uh, when The Dark Knight came out and uh, Heath Ledger's Joker came out and like there was like that theater or not theater that uh the movie shootings be and people because he had like orange hair everybody was like oh the joker the joker the joker um it's because you're putting this out that you're causing this repercussion but yet we're not going to talk about the media putting it out more so than the actual films like the films are just doing like a study of this you know and the media is just turning it upside on its head and being like well this studies this study i'm not going to actually pay attention to what you did there i'm just going to notice the point that you're putting this on a psycho and that's your uh, point of view, and that's not okay. But, like, how are you going to criticize something without actually watching it or without actually understanding the content that you are criticizing in the first place? Like, that's just my problem, I think, with a lot of reviews nowadays. Like, people are, are quick 
quick to re to like criticize something like if 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 nothing is like if they don't see themselves in a movie they're gonna criticize it like that and it's i whether it's okay or not that's up for a debate i personally don't think it's okay i think that everybody deserves to have a voice everybody deserves to make the media that they want to make at the end of the day if you want to see yourself in, in in a media guess what R make make the media yourself you know what i mean and if you can't make the media then push the media that is for you uh, more than the media that is for other people let uh, those people enjoy it don't attack them for enjoying it you know what i mean like it just that to me didn't still does it doesn't make any sense to me like it really pisses me off actually thinking about it because i'm just like yo like the propaganda on this film literally made me worried when i was sitting in the theater if i if we were living at any other time period and i was watching this movie like if i was like 12 13 years old and i went and this movie got released and i went to go watch it uh mind you when i was like 15 i watched taxi driver uh if i was 10 if I was that age and I went to go watch this movie, which, by the way, Taxi Driver is way more heavy than The Joker, okay, guys? But if I went to go watch The Joker at that time period, instead, let's just say Taxi Driver came out today and The Joker came out at that time, um, and I went to go watch it, there was there would be no fear. Like, I would not be sitting in the theater going, turning my head left and turning my head right and wondering, like, oh, shit, every time someone gets up, I'm going to be like, ah, is that person going to shoot this theater up? I got to I gotta be aware of that. I literally, the only reason I have that stigma, the only reason why I have that idea in my head is because people have perpetuated it to the point where it's instilled in your subconscious that, yes, this media is going to kill you. And it's just like, how do you live like that? How do you live thinking that? Because I saw Taxi Driver and I I just was like, this guy's crazy. That doesn't mean like I have to be that person. Obviously, like if people are on the verge to going and having a psychotic episode, like you don't want them to see certain media. And I understand that. But we're not talking about those people enough. Like, we're not talking about the people who are having psychotic episodes because we're actually pushing them under the rug because society has no fucking idea what to do with them. Everybody's just like, oh, let's worry about the mental ill, Ill right now because that's our new thing. Uh, but, but we're not talking about how it's been pushed under the rug for years and society hasn't been able to deal with it for years and you can't find the right proper treatment for it for years even though it's right in your fucking face like you're not gonna like tell me that like right now so that's that's what really pisses me off and god i just uh, the fact that i had to worry about that the fact that i had that in my brain when this movie was like an after this after this movie because when it was announced people were like more like I think the word of mouth, especially me, me, uh, and like people that watch movies and people are into comic books, they're like, "How are they gonna do this without Batman? How are they gonna do a solo?" Jo I don't know how I feel about that. It was more about the comic book uh, accuracy than any anything like this. But now because it's a clown, and because I think people just want to perpetuate their sort of idea ideas in a in a way that's I don't think healthy, this happens, I guess. But I just, it's too much, you know, like, I don't, I don't want to gotta worry about that, like, I'm sitting in, a, you know what I mean, like, I, it just, it's too much, but anyways, I was actually gonna spoil, 
I spent like over 10 minutes talking about this, but I was actually going to spoil the Joker movie for anyone that actually cared. I did a non-spoiler review on my YouTube channel, the same one I, I mentioned before, but I wanted to do a spoiler review because uh, not essentially a review, but just like a spoiler talk. And the question uh, I propose is, is the Joker really a DC Comics movie? Like, is the Joker really a Batman film? Like, lore-wise, is it really a DC proper comics film adaptation? You know what I mean? Not adaptation of any comic book in specifically, but just in the comic book genre in general. I think that's on people's minds. Um, other than that whole propaganda thing, I, I think that is something that I've seen, at least when I did like a reaction to the, by the way, that's on my YouTube channel too, but <laughs> I did a reaction to the Joker trailer. I was, and that's what I got out of it. My first initial reaction was just like, this doesn't feel like the Joker I know, but obviously it's a uh, standalone prequel, if you will, like a backstory to this character, which to me, I was actually, when I heard Martin Scorsese, killing joke, my brain exploded. I was just like, dude, I was just like, this is literally like Taxi Driver. I said this way back when they announced it. I just kept thinking in my head. I was like, this is, this is, they can make this a modern version of Taxi Driver, which they ended up doing. But I just thought Scorsese directing it, it was going to be beautiful. And if they end up, and they, then I heard Joaquin Phoenix was attached. And I was like, that dude, that motherfucker does not sign on to any, any movie unless he knows for sure that that movie is going to be clutch. So I got excited about that. And now that I watched the movie, I really enjoyed it. Is it a DC Comics proper film though? And that to me, I I got to say, yes, it is. And I think people that are saying that it's not are kind of missing some things. I know um, if you look at it, Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix said they did not look at the comic books for inspiration, although you can clearly see that they took the Killing Jokes ideas um, just in general general ideas not actual plot points but just general ideas of what the character could be and they put it in the film i think the writers that they got nailed it in a uh, subcontext sort of way um and what i mean by that is in like the movie like he me like this is spoiler by the way so if anyone's watching this and you haven't seen the movie don't don't fucking watch this but <laughs> but in the movie Arthur Fleck, aka the Joker, or at least that's what we're led to believe in this film, whether he is or not, this is a theory on its own, but he meets up with Bruce Wayne. He goes to the Wayne Enterprises and he meets up with this kid, and it's the creepiest freaking scene I've seen in a long time. He meets up with this kid and he tells him a whole bunch of, like, he doesn't tell, oh, I, my, mind you, he doesn't actually tell him a whole bunch of stuff. This is me just rambling. He doesn't tell him a whole bunch of stuff. He's just really there. And in my head, I'm like, Bruce, what the fuck are you doing, bro? There's something wrong already with Bruce back then because he did not move. He did not, like, be like, hey, dad, there's a weird guy in the front door. He was just there. And then we got to see Alfred, which was pretty cool to see him in his younger days and, we got to see the Joker choke Alfred, and I was just like, God damn, this is just like the comics. Joker always liked to fuck with Alfred. That just, that just, that just always be happening. Um, but yeah, we got that call back, and that was really interesting because that laid the seed for what later came on at the end of the film 
or to the later end of the film where Bruce, where they show you Bruce Wayne's parents die. And it's after this whole mob happens where they crash into the Joker when he's getting about to get sent to prison, jail, Arkham, whatever you want to say. I don't actually remember the details. I probably, I need to see it again. But they crash into him to, um, and you, these are his devotees, his followers that are wearing clown masks. And they're like all about like getting rid of the rich. And they get him out of this car. And throughout this mania, one of his devotees goes because we see his parents trying to leave the theater real quick and they're watching the Zorro. And so you know what the fuck is going to go down. You know that the Batman is going to be birthed. And that's exactly what happens. The parents get dead, get day day, they get shot, and Bruce is left there. And I remember thinking, I remember opening my eyes, turning my head, and thinking, they fucking tied it in. They tied it in. If there is ever a chance for them to hop onto this high acclaim that this film is getting, now's the chance because they set the seeds. And what I mean by that is like, I know a lot of people don't want a sequel for this movie, me included. After I thought about it for a couple days, I'm just like, I don't know if I want a Joker sequel. But what I do want is I want a this new Joker to meet up with Robert Pattinson's Batman. And I want that to happen only because I think that there is a way to make that work. I don't think at the end of this movie we got the Joker that we sort of like works at least me uh, that i was expecting i wasn't expecting there to be uh, uh which I, now that i'm thinking about this is another thing i kind of didn't like um other than like it being almost beat for beat the same movie as taxi driver even though i said i wanted them to make a modern taxi driver which i i know that sounds contradictory but it's not because just because i say that doesn't mean i want them to fucking copy the movie um and this movie isn't a hundred percent a copy it's just it's very similar, strikingly similar, almost like Todd Phillips was like, was like, Martin Scorsese, my, 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 my sensei, I am going to take what you did and make it my own. And that's essentially what he did. But it's just like, that was my biggest thing, a, a complaint about the film is it, it just reminded me too much of that movie, where at the end of it, I was like, oh, this is a taxi driver moment. Oh, that's a taxi driver moment. Oh, I know how this is going to end. And so that took me out of it a little bit only because I knew at that point what they were going to end on. But I also was not expecting the underlying th themes, characterisms, mannerism, things that they added to the movie to make it a Joker movie. And this is one of those scenes. I think it is a comic book movie because it's set in Gotham in a way that we've never seen Gotham in a long time, in a way that the Dark, we sh the Dark Knight showed us Gotham. Like this is the difference between this movie and the Dark Knight, for example, is that there is no Batman, and the Joker does not. We are seeing that we're given his perspective, and obviously there's a lot of theories already about like what's real and what's not, and um, you can go back and forth on that all day, but like. The point of it, I think, is that you don't fucking know. And, like, their director and writers know because they fucking made the movie. But you don't, as an audience member, know. So you, when you walk out of that theater, you're just you're just in question. You, you, you just want to question everything. Like, well, why was this put there? Well, is that fake then? Like, is this all a figment of his imagination then? If this, is this just, a, like, a, his way of sort of um, telling this person a fake 
uh, self-identity. Like, if that's the case, is the Joker we saw at the very, 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 very last scene where he seems to be killed his psychiatrist and escaped Arkham. Is that the Joker that we didn't get to fully see in the, in the actual movie? Because if you read The Killing Joke, and I need to be very adamant about this. If you read The Killing Joke, and if you have not, I am going to spoil it super quick. Um, there, it's a story about this f guy who's fucking suppressed he's so sad he's so disheartened because he doesn't ha he doesn't have the income he's a, like a, trying to be a comic but he can't really do comedy and so like he's fucking struggling and his wife is pregnant and he doesn't know how the fuck he's going to support her and she's being super supportive of him and he's trying his best but the, at the end of the day he's beaten down by society and he gets into it with two criminals and at this time the red hood exists and they offer him an opportunity to be this next red hood and that it's going to bring a load of cash which he needs at the time and so he's this very sympathetic character you know like this very like a lonesome not lonesome but like in his own mind sort of like depressed and and downright and, and moody and like it isn't until he gets to hitting and he's very like like, like very secluded. He's like really like about himself. You can his posture is like slouched, and you can tell that he's not really like high and mighty like the Joker that we all know, who's full of confidence. And so when he gets down in that vat, and he reveals himself, and he sees that his whole face is like white, and his hair got discolored, and everything looks fucked up. That's when he turns crazy, and he realizes his whole life was a big ass joke. <laughs> And then at the end of that, you, you the Joker was actually telling this story and tells Batman, well, I prefer my backstory to be multiple choice. And so then you're just like, so then was that even fucking real? Was any of that Red Hood shit real? Because the people after that ran with it. But then there was no like actual explanation so it's really just up for interpretation just the way that they did for this movie you get things that are seem fake things that clearly seem real because they are very off-putting and you're left to put the pieces pieces together and sort of puzzle it in your own brain and sort of figure out what in your head is real and what is not um which leads a bunch of debates a bunch of conversation and a bunch of theories but that's super joker like it totally is like that's exactly what he is in the killing joke he is he we just don't see him proper with the full purple suit you know what i mean i don't think joaquin phoenix got to that finish line and that's a shame and that's something i was going to talk about earlier that's something that really uh frustrated me was when he went on the talk show and he was he said you, you know like he's doing his dancing and you like are expecting him to be super confident super full of himself right now he he now knows what he needs to do so he has a plan and if shit goes bad wise bat insane shit goes bad insane he'll be fine because that would that's you know that seemed the most joker point of the movie that he did but i think this speech he gave when he was sitting down was very not joker i don't think it was joke like if the joker proper was sitting in that um talk show i don't think he would give a full speech like that i don't know if he would give a monologue if anything he'd just tell a joke people would it'd be an awkward silence and he'd pull the gun and then shoot the motherfucker like he would not at that point he'd be like i've chosen my destiny 
and this is who I am. And so like, this isn't, that's not what I got. What I got was a PSA and of like what we saw in the film already, which was kind of frustrating because I'm just like, yo, I, uh, okay, let's move on to when he's like the Joker now then. Let's just kill the dude because we all know he's going to fucking kill himself or kill the dude. So he, you know, kills Robert De Niro's character. And it took him too long to kill the character. In my opinion, I think he should have just been the Joker. And I think he, he should have just had a crazy-ass laugh. He should have been very full of himself. He put, it should have been sitting in that seat with all the fucking no care in the world, nothing to lose, and just fucking full of himself. Because, like, that's what that's the Joker. He's super, he's super flamboyant and super about himself. And he's a fucking agent of chaos. And he loves shit to go nuts. So the best thing for him is just to end it quick and make it crazy. And that's exactly what we didn't get. And that's what sort of like made me like I was like, oh, shit, 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 shit. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I can't wait to see him be the joke. What? Like I was like, bro, like we we need another movie with Joaquin Phoenix being the actual Joker. Like everybody talks about Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix's performance and they talk about like him sort of like um, – um, him sort of, uh, what you may call it, having uh, great mannerisms and certain things that certain ticks that Heath Ledger doesn't do and that other like sort of like characters don't character actors don't do when they're the Joker and like I totally see that, but I don't think he changed his voice. Like there was certain times, there was a certain point where he changed his speech pattern and it became very Joker esque, esque. And I was, I, I remember turning to Steph and I was like, Yo, he changed, he changed his speech pattern. And I was like, what the fuck? That's dope. I noticed that, Joaquin. But then he goes back, and in this PSA, there's not none of that speech pattern is there. And so, like, that's when I'm just like, where's the high pitch? Like, I know, at least for us, for Joker, we're like, this crazy high-pitched sort of voice, right? Like, he has this high-pitched tone, and he's, like, really nuts and cuckoo. Like, he's the one that flew over the cuckoo's nest. That is the Joker, and we don't get that we get this dissatisfied individual who's very still um seems to not have grown the balls i think he 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 grew the balls after he shot him not before any all of that shit that happened before he shot robin nino's character was he was still not confident in my opinion like even when he was sitting down and talking in the talk show like he did not exude confidence you know, I, he just did not. And I was just like, this is not the Joker I fucking know. Like, this isn't the Joker I'm used to. So that was a little disheartening. But, you know, I I do want to see more. I think Joaquin Phoenix has more. I think he can portray this character in a different way now knowing, now having all this backstory and now accepting the fact that this character has gone fully insane. He can play the Joker Joker that we know. And we can have this as a way to be like, okay, well, this is one of the multiple choices that Joker gave us. Here's Killing Joke, multiple choice A, the Joker film, multiple choice B. And if they want to do a multiple choice C, you can go ahead and read another Joker backstory comic book. Go ahead. Get all the multiple choices you want. But at the end of the day, Joker is the Joker. He is this De- devil maniac character that just lives to bring chaos into batman's world and that's what i want to see you know i don't want to see a sequel to this movie uh, continuing the events i know todd phillips has said that he would not include the batman and if he does a sequel he won't include him and joaquin phoenix did mention though that if his joker character would come across a guy dressed like a bat he would love it 
which is a total joker response um so it's interesting there's a lot there's a lot to unpack obviously i don't think i got all of it i don't think i got everything to a t but i did think i touched on the main things that i wanted to talk about um just in general the joker and like certain spoiler things that i want to talk about like bruce wayne and indu inducting that the gotham city aspect you you don't one of the interesting things about Todd Phillips in this movie, and I'm going to keep talking about it because I keep finding new things, is like Gotham City is very enveloped. And you don't see any other main characters other than the Waynes and the Joker and his family, and that's it. Um, obviously, the talk show because that's a big part of it, but there isn't anything else. Everything else is there because the Joker is there. You know what I mean? Like Joaquin Phoenix is running the show and if you pay attention to the city the city is enveloping him it's drowning him like there's so much city and he's like a little ant in it and that i think is interesting considering his character and i think at the end of it when he's on top and you know on top of the car and you don't see that much of the city it's all dark right i think that's a very metaphorical sort of like concoction of his head of like now he's he can see he can breathe you know the city isn't choking him down he's just a part of it and um i think that was really cool i think that was a nice little touch um but yeah i don't know anything else that i want to add i do think that it is a comic book adaptation i do think that we have to consider the fact that comic books um, have so many different forms the batman comic specifically all of his villains don't have that many superpowers and if they do they're very grounded and so like a very grounded movie where you could take the joker aspect out of it or the dc comics label out of it and still appreciate it as a film that to me is a good film and i know a lot of people are like but that's not it's not a comic book movie and i'm like well what makes you not think that it is because like everything that they show you is still adequate to the character we just don't get to see the character proper that you were wanting to see you know um that's the only thing that i think if they showed it joaquin be full crazy and just kill a bunch of people at the end and just be forced to be into arkham but like in a laughing maniacal way i think then people would be like wow okay that's the joker but there's so much like up in the air about it now because they didn't end it that way and there was no clear cut okay that's that was the joker you know at the end of the day i still ended up being like that could be many jokers you know that could be like a pre-joker like they did in the fucking stupid gotham show that could be like many jokers that inspire the main joker um that could be it and todd phillips has mentioned that i don't like that idea i think you got to stick with your guns and if this is the joker leave it a multiple choice option for his backstory and leave it like that like you did by subverting expectations and don't don't do anything else. I, I, I just 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 you got you gotta have him meet Batman though. I think that dynamic is 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 it needs to it needs to be seen. I think this world that they created to have a Batman in that gritty world, that's perfect. We're going back to the Dark Knight days, and I'm totally cool with that. Um, DC's embraced the darkness when Jack Snyder was got brought on. They kind of went a little haywire with it as far as like plot devices and things like that but if we get a well-written well-written stories we the i don't see what's wrong with the dark tone i know batman deserves a dark tone that's what he, he he's a dark character you know so yeah um this movie did bring up a lot of conversation and i've obviously contributed it 
contributed to it because I have been talking for the half an hour um, about this fucking movie. Um, so, yeah, that's that's, that's just it. Um, but aside from the movie, uh, <laughs> before the movie actually came out, I, I actually watched some fights. And some of you guys are like, fights? What the fuck? And, like, if, you're wa- if you are, uh, have uh, listened, watched, or whatever you want to, whatever, my other podcasts, you know that I like to talk about MMA. And I like to keep this podcast open to my, um, my interests. And I saw a fight, and it was by Robert Whitaker versus Yoel Romero to unify the middleweight championship of the world. And I was so, so disappointed. Not because Israel won or because Robert lost, but only because, like, it just didn't end in a way that I was expecting it to. It left me sort of sour. And only because... Only because, like, I felt like Rob didn't play the right game plan. And I'm going to talk about that in just a minute. Because I, I want I want to talk about it. I have thoughts. I have thoughts about it. Um, um, and I think I'll just I'll just proclaim it right now. This segment of the podcast, this segment of the show, will be called Fight Corner. And so, welcome to Fight Corner, y'all. If y'all want to skip this and just if end your podcast experience with me, I'm totally fine. Um, that's totally cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to talk about the fights. So here we go. Uh, Robert Whitaker, Yoel Romero was the headliner of UFC 243, I believe, or was it? I think. What? Correct me if I'm wrong. But um, your but uh, Israel Adesanya. I think I said Yoel Romero, but Israel Adesanya fought Robert Whitaker and defeated him in fantastic spectacular, fant- fantastic fantastic yeah you know what i was gonna say he finished him in fantastic uh uh uh, form and in a fantastic way and he he he's a star um but watching the fight um if you guys haven't seen the fight then obviously go watch it um if you guys don't care about mma i don't know why you're still listening but um robert seemed a little weird he seemed a little off he seemed like he didn't fight the way that he's he i I was used to seeing him fight prior to him becoming champion or like on the road for him to becoming the champ in the in the in owning the crone of the middleweight division if you will i like like he was headhunting man he was headhunting he was he 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 fucking bit down on his mouthpiece and was like and threw some fucking overhands and I, I was worried. Like, the moment he did that, I was very worried. I was like, dude, you cannot do this with this guy. This guy has too many tools. He has too many options. And if you give him the open space, if you give him a canvas, he's going to paint. He's a painter, bro. Like, don't give him the canvas. You know, make him the canvas. You, you get what I'm saying? And, and he made himself a canvas for Israel to paint. And Israel painted it beautifully and finished it in a way that only Israel could do. And so, like... It was a shame to see it end that way because Rob, you know, he's a good sport and everything. But if he watches that fight again and, dude, like, the way he fought, for example, uh, uh, Yor Romero or, uh, um, um, oh, my gosh, who did he fight before? Uh, uh, Jacare Swoza or Derek uh, uh, or Mr. Brunson, like, the head kicks and the, like, those were set up because of his boxing. 
Yo, another, he did not box with this guy. He headhunted. That's not boxing. That's not kickboxing. That's headhunting. And that's not a good strategy because, like I said, it leaves you open. His chin was wide open. Israel kept, kept, kept clipping him. There were a few times where Robert got him, but it was few and far in between. Like, the, he needed to do more of his technique. He needed to bring Israel in. I know he needed him. I know like his coaches were like, we need to make this a dirty fight. And I totally see that. And I understand that. But not in a way that puts yourself open for counters. Like if you're not going to be able to counter this guy's counter, like why even open yourself up? And why even give that a door of opportunity to be taken advantage of? And I just think they ran in with the wrong game plan. Like, nothing, take nothing away from Israel Adesanya. He's going to be a champ, I think, possibly for a, a long time. He's a really good good striker, really good fighter. And you, if you, you've followed him, you've seen that when he fought Silva. Um, just, just a very pinpoint accurate striker. Um, and you can tell he's been fighting for a long time because he get when he gets in his groove, he gets in his groove. And you have to really disrupt it. And... Robert didn't even start the fight. I know that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to disrupt his groove. But he didn't he didn't really disrupt his groove as much as he like enabled it. He he didn't do I think and like and maybe this is like because he was out for such a long time because you know he was out for injury. He was supposed to fight Kelvin Gastelum. He got out of got out of that because of an injury. I think he was supposed to fight again, but he couldn't because of another injury. So he's been out for a minute. And so, like, this is a, the that was the first time he fought in a long time, man. And and ring rust is a real thing if you don't prepare yourself to go in there with the right game plan. And I don't think he chose the right game plan. He didn't steady his way into it. He didn't read Adesanya. He just gave him he just gave himself to Adesanya. It almost felt like he threw the fight. Honestly, I know he didn't, but like that's what it felt like. It felt like he was just swinging for the fences, and he was like, if it ends, it ends. But, I mean, I know he wanted to put him away early, but, like, uh, uh, like uh, where did that make any sense that you were just going to swing for the fences and hope the, to win? Like, I don't know. I just thought he went in there with the wrong game plan. I don't think he implemented enough leg kicks. I don't think his boxing was there. I don't think he was his head movement was there either. Um it just wasn't the Robert Whitaker I am accustomed to seeing, the one that I saw as the UFC middleweight champ. But congrats to Israel Adesanya. He will be a champ for a good long time. He's representing the the, the, the anime fans and the comic book fans. So much love. The walkout that he did was fucking dope. It was sick. I loved it. I was like, you know what? This guy's got me as a fan. So I'm a fan. Israel Adesanya is, gonna be, is not going to be. He is a star. Um, keep watching. Keep watching, man. And um, under that card, under not under the card, under the fight, there was another fight that I was actually looking forward to watching, and it was Al Iaquinta versus. Um, oh God! Oh God! I forgot this guy's name. Oh God! Dan Hooker. <sighs> Oof, it was gonna kill me if I didn't remember his name. But Dan Hooker and Al Iaquinta. It almost literally felt like a complete copy of the Robert Whitaker Israel Desanya fight. Like, the only difference was Al actually changed things up, and he was using a lot of movement, and he was trying to catch catch him, obviously. I just felt like the shots that were connecting didn't seem like they were hurting Dan. Hurting Dan. And Hooker came back with, like, perfect counters, and that...
clearly hurt Al. I mean, to start off the fight, he just punished his legs. Leg kick, leg kick, leg kick, and Al just couldn't take it. So, like, the fight was determined, honestly, from that moment on because Al... Al just could not move uh, move properly, and he I don't think he was able to establish enough power. And, and I think the reach advantage, he could not break it. And so Dan Hooker also cemented his his next step to you know the lightweight throne. And I and he I know recently he called out Dustin Poirier, who just fought for the for the for the belt against to unify it against Khabib Nurmagomedov, um, the guy who jumped the cage, who famously beat. Conor McGregor, um, and I know he called him out, but like I do think there are a lot of other fights for him before he gets to that tier. I know Dustin just lost, and maybe it would be a fight, but Dustin even replied and was like, "Hey man, you got a few good, good, good win, but you got a few fi- fights to go. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't just jump here without without getting through some 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 fights." And so I agree with that. I think he does need a little, a couple more fights, and and then he could fight fight Dustin or fight somebody higher up i do think a fight with donald cerrone makes sense um there's another guy who's up and coming that does make sense also i just think now he has a lot of options he he's opened himself up to the division he has a lot of options i mean if anthony pettis comes back i'd love to see them fight um if he drops back down who knows if nate diaz oh which i i don't want to talk about that just yet but when that fight comes out woof but um yeah, there's just a lot of fights for him, and that's dope to see. A new prospect, a new guy that could possibly go up against Khabib because we need to see someone challenge Khabib, and I don't think we have. Um, which, ironically, the person that they would say challenged Khabib the most was Ally Aquinta, who just lost to Dan Hooker. So, I don't know. Um, but yeah, those were the two fights I was mainly interested about. The other fights were really good. One of them ended in a knockout. The other one, I think, ended in like a... I think they both ended in knockouts. I don't, I don't 100% remember. I'm so sorry to the guys that fought. I will do my research next time. Um, but, <laughs> but those were the main two fights that I wanted to see. I was very excited to see Robert Whitaker back, um, especially fighting for the championship. I thought he was gonna. He, I thought he his training that he did w- was good. And I thought that he was gonna come back to crisp condition and we were gonna have a war on our hands. But that wasn't the case, and it's a shame. But it is what it is, you know. Shogunai. Um, Israel won and props to him so um, there you guys go um, and yeah I don't think I have much more topics to to uh, address um, in this episode so I think I'm just gonna wrap it up um, I am uh, before I uh, I leave I'm going to uh, remind you guys I do have the YouTube channel it's uh, Revo TV R-E-V-X TV um, no space um, for people that are listening to this on SoundCloud and iTunes, go there, subscribe. I have a lot of other content. I do uh, re- reviews of movies, just like The Joker, and I do reactions to trailers. Um, and you know, I open Pokemon cards too, so I do a lot. I, I do I do a good amount of stuff. Um, so be sure to subscribe, show your boy some love, and uh, I will put a link to in the bottom of this video or episode description, whatever you're listening or watching this on, um, to my merch, which is on tpublic.com, which everything that is on there, I designed myself. I put it on the t-shirt. I didn't manually put it on a t-shirt. I just uploaded it, and tpublic does this magic thing where they make the t-shirts, and 
all of the purchases that you make i get profit from it so please go 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 and buy yourself some merch designed by your boy it helps a lot um it helps a good amount especially if i got a good amount of people purchasing then i can constantly keep adding new designs new designs and also um you can go ahead and if you guys like the art that's on there go to my website that's revxart.com and i sell art prints as well um a lot of anime stuff i have some pop culture stuff but mainly just anime and and and, and you know stuff like that um i'm trying to diversify the amount that i put out um but yeah, go ahead and go there. Support me if you guys like my art. And that's all I got to say about this. Um, thank you guys so much. Um, and I'll catch you guys in the next uh, episode of the Geek Realm with Hoes. You guys stay safe. And if you watch the Joker, be sure to not turn psychotic. Please. Please.